Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Wearing my favorite shirt, what's popping to you? You are wearing your favorite shirt. You know, Tom O'Brien, who is probably one of our biggest fans, if not our biggest fan. Shout out Tom O'Brien. Shout out to Tom O'Brien. He's trying to warn me to tell you, mm-hmm. lay off of the patterns. Oh. He says it bothers his eyes. Oh, does it? He's old, though. I don't have too many solid shirts. No? No. See, I have to wear solid shirts because I like to wear ties that, right. that pop, mm-hmm. and it bothers me when the shirt is flashy oh, yeah. you and you the tie. It's too much. Yeah. But it's after 530 today. Yeah. Hats on. Yes. Ties off. Yep. Cuffs are flipped. Same shirt for me, though. Unfortunately, there's only water no. in here. Well, I mean, yeah, your choice. We, we talk about your wardrobe pretty often. It's uh, Look, I understand you own more clothes than that, but yeah. that's what's in the front of the I closet. Mean, that's the narrative. You, that, you can't be bothered. Perception you, is reality. You can't be bothered to like dig back there. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, but at, like, out of workplaces, I have a ton of stuff. My sneakers, my hats, that's my G-Shock. Like, I have clothes, but this is my, <laughs> uni- this is my uniform, as you say. When uh-huh. I come to work, this is my uniform. So. That's fantastic. So I was uh, I was wearing like full shirt, tie, and this week my daughter's dance studio is in this like national competition. Mm-hmm. So luckily for us, it's in Orlando, but we're still letting her experience like the whole thing. Right. So Michelle and I got uh, the four nights at the hotel that's holding the event. Super long story short. I drove down last night, A, to watch my daughter compete, mm-hmm. but B, I told my wife, you know what? Let me give you a night off. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit in front of the TV, watch the Lightning win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. and uh, work yeah. until midnight, which is actually what I did. <clears throat> yes. And then I can make sure I get up with my daughter and get her off to the dance that she has to do, but then I need my wife to come relieve me. Mm-hmm. So she rolls in. I'm in the hotel. I was working out of a hotel all day today. That's why you and I are, you know, doing this after hours, right. and she's like, uh why are you dressed so fancy? And I told her, it's my uniform. Yeah, put you in the mindset. Yes, it's my uniform. Mm. And honestly, it's one of those things that I typically overpack, and for the first time in my life, I underpacked. Mm. So I only brought oh, with me. what? Yeah, I brought two workout outfits and, and the clothes I'm wearing. Damn. That's it. That's unheard of for you. And I haven't, I, I, I dirtied up the first workout outfit. I need to leave here and maybe go mm. hit the gym real quick, dirty up the second one. And for the first time in my adult life, I would have, packed properly there you go yeah hey so i'm kind of excited about today's episode okay so we did eons ago mm-hmm. an episode called potpourri yes and we called it potpourri because a back in the day it used to be a jeopardy category it's my favorite jeopardy category because it it encompasses so many different topics it's mm-hmm. not like one topic yeah. like you know european authors mm. no no potpourri is like anything goes yep. it's kind of like you know the candy dum-dums mm-hmm. my favorite one is the mystery wow airheads the yeah. white the white airheads yep yeah, the mystery flavor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm at a restaurant and the menu is such one that I love, I ask the waitress what his or her favorite three things are. I'll order that. And yeah, and I'm like, I'll order that. Like, well, which one? Surprise me. Surprise me, yeah. Surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just make sure there's no freaking tomatoes. <laughs> no tomatoes, especially if they're raw and diced, because I will not have what? them. What? You don't like diced tomatoes? I hate, despise. Oh my gosh. Look, tomato bisque, cool. Pizza sauce, cool. Salsa, if it's like not like sometimes super people fresh. Like not pico, pico de gallo. gallo can't do pico regular salsa love what? it yep just don't okay so, here we are weird yeah. so today's episode is going to mirror that one it, we had success with that mm-hmm. show and 
I don't know if we're going to title it Potpourri 2, if we're going to title it Six Questions with D.O., but essentially these are topics that, for the listeners tuning in, these are topics that JC brings to me and he's like, hey, let's do an episode on X. And I'm like, oof, I don't know if it's episode worthy, mm-hmm. but maybe we can find a way to incorporate it. Right. Like we had one of our listeners hit me up on IG and I need you to remind me to get back to this to, to, uh, to this professional. He's in like QC compliance operations okay. and he wants to get into sales. Okay. And he asked if we could do an episode where we talk about how that transition would transpire. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't know if I could do that, I'm going to, it's going to have to take some thought and some research. Uh-huh. But if I put it out in the universe, you yeah, tell me it'll, it'll happen. Yep. And if I share it with you, you can try to keep me on track so we don't let him down. We'll do. Because um, usually we can come up and come in here and, as you say, w- w- what do you do with me? Wind, wind you up and just let you go. Yeah, you wind me up, you let me go. Uh, these are going to be a bunch of quick hits. Mm-hmm. And maybe we call it that, quick quick, quick hits. Quick hits. With Instead the- of potpourri, we've already used potpourri. Quick, quick hits, hits yep. with JC and D.O. Got it. And you're going to spit out. I see you have your phone out. You have your notes. So before we jump into your notes, let me take care of business. Go ahead. Take care of business. If you're tuning in for the first time, (laughs) thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We don't know if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. But please know we can be seen on our YouTube channel at the Lone Officer Podcast. We can be listened to anywhere that you find podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you're into social media, like we're into social media, mm-hmm. we're big on Facebook, we're big on Instagram, we're big on LinkedIn, and we even have a TikTok account TikTok. at the Lone Officer Podcast. Mm-hmm. I am Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. It's a fantastic way to connect with me, ask me questions, mm-hmm. um, and tell me what we can be doing better. Mm-hmm. And the podcast itself has its own LinkedIn mm-hmm. page. Please follow us, subscribe, like, give a five-star review, and most importantly, let's be interactive. Yeah. John Coleman is working on a website. Yep. So depending on if you listen to this in July of 2021 or August of 2021 or any day uh, or month after, after yeah. we're going to have a website yep. built. The website's going to be it's going to be a storefront to support what we do on this show, mm-hmm. online.com or thelonofficerpodcast.com. Look at Perfect. that synergy. All righty. So, John Coleman. Okay. Let's. Um, this is rapid fire, Dio. Rapid fire. So, if let's you don't like go. the question, you'll be like, ah. No, if you like- hey, hats on, sleeves are rolled up. Okay. But my first one, so in no particular order, um, can you talk to our listeners, particularly LOs, of how to deliver good news versus bad news? Oh, okay. That's one of my favorite ones. Yes. So I'm a huge fan of this. If it's bad news, it's them. If it's good news, it's we. <laughs> okay. All right? All right. So I'm talking to my kids. Hey, kids, bad news. Mm, your mom. Mom says that's not safe. We can't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, great news. I would love to take you there. All right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a little bit selfish. Right. Yeah. My wife calls me out on that one, and I should probably do that a lot less. Yeah. But let's, let, let's talk about how we could do it from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to you, John Coleman, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get you pre-approved for a $250,000 house and I cannot get you qualified, mm-hmm. I can call you and say, hey, John, we're trying to get you qualified for an FHA loan or a VA loan or a conventional loan, whatever the loan product was. Mm-hmm. And the loan pro- pro- program state X. Well, unfortunately... When I ran you through our automated underwriting system and the loan program states X and the automated underwriting system follows the loan programs, they're telling me that you don't qualify for 250000 mm. 
Yeah, I would love nothing more but to be able to help you buy this home or purchase a home with a value of $250,000. But unfortunately, the people who make up the rules, the guidelines and regulations, they won't allow it. Mm. But here's what I can do. I can qualify you for a $125,000 mortgage. Okay. Right? And that's something to keep to keep in mind. I know it wasn't your question, but mm-hmm. as I sit here and, mm-hmm. and and kind of talk about we stories versus, you know, mm-hmm. they stories mm-hmm. type thing, um, it's always good to keep in mind that it's our goal to show people how they qualify. Hey, John, you currently don't qualify, but if you paid your car loan off, you mm-hmm. would. Hey, John, you don't qualify, but if you ever made about $10,000 more a year, or if you ever had a non-occupying co-borrower, or if you were to get married and your spouse had income and credit mm-hmm. similar to yours, if we combine the two, you would qualify for 250. Like That's my job to find a way to guess. Yeah. That was not your question. Your question was, can I talk about, yeah. you know, um, if it's if it's bad news, it's them. If it's good news, it's, but it's, I, yeah. it's me. Yeah. I, I share that. So the bad news would, would be if someone doesn't qualify, it's, and by the way, it's never my underwriter. Don't throw your underwriter under the bus. I don't care if you're a wholesale mortgage broker and you're brokering that transaction out to a third party. Someone at your establishment chose to do business with that company. Mm-hmm. That company chose to hire that underwriter. So if you start bashing an underwriter, mm-hmm. you're basically throwing your organization, therefore yourself, right. under the bus too. Right. So, But what you can do when you're delivering bad news is make sure that you throw the regulators, the people who make the rules, who make the guidelines <laughs> under the bus. Yeah. I mean, look, because our job as loan originators is to follow the rules, understand the rules, and follow the rules. Structure loan financing that will qualify, become approved, based on the, on the rules that are given to us. Right. So if I have to, d- to deliver bad news, I look for a way to, in an educated manner, state, unfortunately, I ran you through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac's desktop underwriting system, and unfortunately, they don't like your profile as it's being presented. They will only accept it if I were to show that you have more money in the bank. Mm-hmm. If I were to show you made more money, if I were to have you pay off these three credit cards. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say I ran the same scenario. I ran that scenario through Fannie Mae's desktop underwriter or, or, or Freddie Mac's uh, LPA, their automated underwriting software, and I was able to get an approval. Maybe I was able to get an approval at a 50% debt-to-income ratio when I know their guidelines state 45 Mm. Without compensating factors or guidelines state, you have to have a 45% mm-hmm. DTI, but I ran as a 50 and I have an approval. Mm. Oh, John Coleman, I have great news for you. Although Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac state that the maximum debt to income ratio for a conventional loan is 45%, we, my company and I, right. we were able to get an exception for you. We have you pre-approved at a 50% debt to income ratio. Mm. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that's what you're yeah. getting at, that you probably overhear me talking to LOs on the daily, uh, or and I, mm-hmm. I know you sit in and help produce for Waterstone Mortgage internally, their mortgage mm-hmm. school that I, I get to teach. Um, I'm assuming that's where that came mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Okay. What else do you have? Uh, HELOC versus he loan. Is a he loan a thing? God, I took <laughs> notes. I don't even know. Is that just one of your DOisms? So we did a whole entire episode on HELOCs, yeah. if you recall. Correct. And it was a viewer request, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And we taught mortgage school a few weeks back where we talked about Mm -hmm. HELOCs, and it was actually one of the questions that one of the younger professionals had. Mm -hmm. HELOC, Home Equity Line of Credit. Mm -hmm. It is a credit line, like a credit card. It doesn't really have a start or or an end date. Mm -hmm. It's just a revolving. Mm. If you go out and rack up five grand, you owe five grand. 
if you pay down the five grand, you have five grand left on uh, extra mm -hmm. on your line of credit. It probably has a limit like your credit card does. Mm -hmm. $500 limit, $25,000 limit. You can go get a home equity line of credit. So it's a line of credit attached to your home's value. Mm -hmm. So it's a second mortgage, but it works as a line of credit or just, just like a credit card. Mm -hmm. A HE loan, HE stands for home equity. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's really no she loan. Like, you know, okay. there's like she sheds, yeah, yeah. right? Man caves. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, this is a oh, he loan because it's home equity loan. Oh, okay. Because it's a loan that has a start and an end date. John, you borrowed $25,000. You used the equity in your home as collateral, making that loan a second mortgage. Mm -hmm. And in return, you're going to make X dollars per month payment until it's paid off. Mm -hmm. Think car loan. Mm -hmm. Okay. A he loan is going to mirror that of a car loan. A HELOC is going to mirror that of a credit card. Is there any benefits doing one or the other versus like, hey, I should get a HELOC versus HELOC? John, we did the whole entire episode I, I was waiting. I was like, wait, it was, a, it was a layup, man. I was like, yeah, tune into episode. Yeah. That was the layup. I was oh, okay. I wish, you and I don't know our episode catalog. <laughs> I know, because it's too many. Yeah. Um, can you talk about um, how a, a younger loan originator, maybe even a, a veteran, could get more builder business? Oh, a, ve a veteran in the mortgage industry. industry. Yeah, sorry, not a veteran like okay. a service runner. Like, how, how, if I want to like tap into the builder, I want to get more builders. What's a good some good tips, tricks, and tactics? So uh, I attack calling on builders the same way that I would attack calling on a top producing realtor that I know has been in my market and has strong relationships built. Mm. I need to figure out what tools do they not have in their tool belt, mm. and I need to approach it that way, right? So. Um, does the builder have a lender that they go to for down payment assistance? If they don't, do I offer a down payment assistance loan that will allow me to differentiate myself? Does the builder have a go-to for certain products? Like a good one would be, I work for a company that's owned by a bank. Our bank has a bank portfolio product. That bank portfolio product allows me to do loans that you can't do in the conforming world. For an example, I can do a loan for someone who's three years out of a short sale where Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac require four. I can do a loan for someone that is four years out of a foreclosure where Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac say seven. So if I can bring that product to help that builder sell more homes, then that's a good way to get in. Sometimes it's a service proposition, right? Maybe, maybe that builder has a, a lender that they own, but that lender is backed up. And this lender needs to get 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 home sold because maybe they're closing out their books. You know, some builders, their fiscal year doesn't follow a calendar year. So maybe just by offering a two or three week closing, I can grab three or four transactions a year, mm -hmm. just that time of year, right? Just when they're closing out their books, but it's a great way for me to get my foot in the door. Maybe I speak a language, a foreign language, right? Whether it's it's Spanish or it's Russian or it's Mandarin or it's French or Creole, like what if that builder, because most builders, by the way, they have a preferred lender. Sometimes they own the freaking preferred lender. <laughs> yeah. And if they don't own the preferred lender, then they have some kind of a joint venture where they're part owner in it. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, if it's a smaller lender or a smaller builder or a custom builder, having access to a really solid construction loan, a CP product, construction or permit lending, mm -hmm. that would be... Uh, a great way. Like, in fact, I had a call today from a national recruiter who reached out to us solely because he knows the company that I represent has a really awesome conventional construction loan. Really? And he has a 15-year veteran, and the company that she currently works for does not offer that product. 
And her husband, through his work, has just put her in front of a custom home builder who's going to build 300 units over the next two years. And they require some kind of a construction loan or a CP loan. Hmm. Right? So, like, just having that product is a way to get your foot in the door. Hmm. But the big un known is well like how do i know what the builder needs gotta ask yes people salespeople, ask the question what is it that you're currently missing what is it john if let's say you're a home builder and i'm a loan officer what is it that if you had this tool in your tool belt you would build more homes you would sell more homes hmm. yeah. what what is it that, that you need it may be a uh hey I need someone to come work my sales center Sundays from nine to one. I'll be there. I'm your guy. Hey, if you're hungry enough, you would. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. But that's that's how I would approach it. Okay. Right. And it's you have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. It's a numbers game. Right. It's also a timing game. Right. They might not need you today. Right. So you can't just be one and done. You can't just go on one sales call and like forget about the person. Mm-hmm. No. You have to consistently. So we we used to call it a milk route back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of builders like they're they're on site. Mm-hmm. Okay, create a milk route, and whether it's once a week, once a month, or once a quarter, make sure you're going out and you're seeing those people who work in those new construction communities, mm-hmm. and you're asking them, "Hey, what tools are you missing? What tools do I need to have? How do I earn an opportunity to finance some of these uh, home buyers?" Are builders usually at the top of the pyramid, let's say, and like the, the hardest to get, but most rewarding? But let's say realtors at the bottom. There's a lot of them, but yes, not so pay me. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, if you can develop a relationship with a builder, and especially if that builder offers incentives to use their mm-hmm. their preferred lenders, i.e., you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a mega account for many, many top producers. Mm. Many top producers, like those people doing a hundred million, you'll notice. Maybe thirty-six million came from new construction, came from a builder account. All right. Yep. Nice. Yeah, and you just got, you just got. No, and you also have to speak their language, right? I think understanding just simply what is a CO, what is a change order, Damn, right? Yeah. Understanding the 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 process, mm-hmm. I think is. But there's YouTube videos for that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, or heck, use your first three one-on-ones to not sell and just pick the person's brain. Hey, what should I know about new construction? Hmm. How yeah. do I, as a loan officer, differentiate myself? What do I need to know? What language? What's the jargon? Mm. Help me out. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Um, let me see. What is arbitrage risk director? Opened in versus closed end? Opened in credit versus yeah, closed end. Is that a thing? No. I just had to throw a throw Look, the term opened end would be talking about a home equity line of credit or a credit yard, mm-hmm. a credit card. Mm-hmm. It's an open end. There's no end Ah, date. okay, right. Close end Closed is what we talked about. Okay. A student loan, a mortgage, or a um, car loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question I've always said that understanding premium pricing versus par pricing, I hear Smalley talk about sometimes, and I just always goes in my head like, hey, if you quote the par price, you should be able to get this. What does that mean? All right, so when I loan, this is great for consumers too, but this this episode might not make it to the the consumer at this point. They'll probably tuned us out. But uh, it's good to know as a loan originator, like ultimately before computers, there was things called rate sheets. And you would look at a rate sheet and it would have all these numbers on it and all these columns and adjustments and 
you would look at it and basically it would tell you this is today's rate. And if you charge that rate, you're going to make X in commission. Mm. And then back in the day, you're like, oh, what if I raise the rate? Oh, we'll pay you more commission. What if I lowered the rate? Oh, we'll pay you less commission. Mm. That doesn't happen anymore because the CFPB stepped in and they want to prevent predatory lending. High five CFPB. Good job there, Dodd-Frank. Mm -hmm. And loan originators are no longer paid based on the rate that they give. Mm. But that doesn't mean that we can't, as an originator, fluctuate the consumer's rate to help tailor make the best mortgage for them. Mm. So when a loan officer works for a mortgage banker or a bank, they have a certain comp plan and that comp plan is gonna require them to sell the par rate. The par rate is basically the published rate that, that their company gives them. Mm -hmm. Let's say for easy math, that number is 3%. So they know, not, I'm sorry, uh, to, to that rate today, that par rate today is 3%. Mm -hmm. I know if I'm a loan originator, whether my comp package is $36,000 a year plus 500 bucks a file, 100 basis points flat, or some tiered crazy comp plan, I know that if I sell 3%, I make that commission. Mm -hmm. I also know if I sell 3.25%, I make that commission. And if I sell 2.75%, I make that commission. Mm -hmm. So I'm not incentivized to do anything besides sell the the par rate if i sell 2.75 my boss is going to be mad at me because i just probably cost the company money mm. and they're probably not going to let me stick around for very long if, <laughs> right. if i if i can't sell the rate that's provided right. but if you john coleman come to me and you're like hey do i'm only going to be living in this house for four years because within four years we're going to be paying it off mm. um expecting you know xyz to transpire when that happens i'm gonna have a cash windfall and i don't want to have a mortgage mm. so i'm like john how about this then Instead of me giving, instead of me giving you a three percent rate, let me give you a three and a quarter, and in return, I'm going to give you a two thousand dollar lender credit. That's called premium pricing. Oh. I am increasing your rate. When I increase the rate, it is creating more revenue for my bank that I represent and work for, or my lender. But instead of me letting that mortgage company keep that money, mm -hmm. I'm going to give it back to you as an incentive to cover your closing costs. Mm. We did a show on PMI. You could use premium pricing as a way to get to 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 create money by premium pricing the rate by by going from three to three and a quarter. Mm. There's going to be a dollar amount or actually a basis points you have to convert into a dollar amount that you can use to potentially buy out mortgage insurance, mm. pay for a home warranty. Mm. So there's definitely things you can do by premium pricing. It basically means offering a rate that's higher than the posted rate that your lender wants you to sell to create more revenue. And then you can use that revenue and give it back to the buyer or the borrower in mm -hmm. this case to help create the best financial instrument for them. And in reverse, and this is a lot of national call centers, people who advertise heavily online and on TV, mm -hmm. quote the super low rates that are below market and then they char say, charge you points. Hmm. Oh, hey, John, for two points, I can get your rate down to 2.625. Sounds great. What's a point? Yeah. I'm like, well, John, and then you talk to someone like me, like, well, John, you just agreed to pay an extra $7,000 at closing in order to save 60 bucks a month. Well, well, no, uh, no, I didn't. It's going to take you 110 months to break even. You're like, I'm only going to live in this house for four years before I pay it off. Gotcha. Hey, you should have done premium pricing, John. Mm. Premium pricing allows you to, to bake in usually credits into the interest rate. Mm. Would you rather pay an extra 40 bucks a month and in return get a $2,000 credit 
Well, you're like, I don't know, Dustin. Let me let me look and in, look into this. Well, I'll ask you, how many times does 40 divide into 2,000? You tell me 50. 50 is four years and two months, and you're telling me at a minimum, or at maximum, mm. you're gonna have this this thing paid off in four years. Mm. You know what, John? Take the higher rate. Take the take the credit. Keep your cash out of pocket mm-hmm. on this transaction lower, because over time, this is gonna be the best loan for you. That's premium pricing. Damn, that was a that was thorough. I hope for so. something that that's, wasn't uh, that, that, that could have been an episode, bro. That, what are you talking about? Well, that's something that has to be whiteboarded. Honestly, when when we have tlopponline.com full blown, mm-hmm. uh, the loan, the loanshowpodcast.com yeah. full blown, I would love to be able to put some content up there where maybe I teach a class and I have a whiteboard and it mm-hmm. may be paid content, just mm-hmm. FYI for those that are paying for a premium subscription. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have loads of free content. Mm-hmm. This. This forum is free content, yes. but there's certain things that are just going to take a lot more of my time of preparation that um, just needs to be compensated. And the production quality has to be there. And mm-hmm. We have to pay for that. Yeah. So we need something to offset the cost. Okay. All right. We have like w- time for one or two more things. Okay. Um, how, how, what's a good way to educate your borrowers, buyers, and realtors without being too pushy? Like you're really passionate. Someone that you have a you have a stubborn buyer who's like, oh, I want to do this. You really want to educate them. No, you shouldn't do this. No, you shouldn't do it. But at, w- at what point does a crossover being like, hey, you're just so I'm a huge fan of third party validation. There's gonna come a point that look, you are a a salesperson. Hmm. Whether you're getting bonused or commissioned for something to close, our job is to be educators. Our job is to be advisors. Our job is to be problem solvers. Mm-hmm. And it's not to sell something to someone. Don't sell me on a loan, give me my loan options, educate me, let me make that choice. Don't sell me on a certain way to price it, give me my, my options, let me choose what's best for me, explain to me the pros and cons, mm-hmm. right? So we should never be selling in this industry and really most industries, right? Financial advisors shouldn't be selling. Mm-hmm. They should be explaining, they should be given options, weighing pros and cons, letting their their ultimate uh, uh, client make the choice of what's best for them. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have approached something, that of a teacher or of a professor, advisor, and I'm laying it all out, there are times that look, at the end of the day, I'm a salesman, I'm high energy, mm-hmm. I talk a lot, I don't slow down, and people's uh, red flags come up. This guy's trying to sell me something. So I like to have third-party validation. My third-party validation for some people, it's this podcast. Mm-hmm. Find an episode that resonates, have them saved in a folder where you can just send a link out to mm. a client, to a realtor, to a referral source, yeah. to a best friend's mother's cousin who is debating you at the at the block party, <laughs> yeah. and say, "Hey, look, don't take my word for it. Yeah. You know, take this person's word for it." Right. So I always like to utilize third party validation whenever I'm getting to a sticking point with mm-hmm. with explaining something. Mm-hmm. My, some of my favorites are Housing Wire. Like when you and Dennis have uh, have the the version three of the website up and running, I would love to have a link to Housing Wire because I think Housing Wire puts out really good content okay. that keeps professionals in this industry abreast of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the Mortgage Bankers Association, like mm-hmm. shout out to the MBA, they Shout-out have me. they had this daily email. It's called MBA Newslink, and Newslink links you to like ten or eleven various publications that have published articles on our industry. Hmm. Now, some of those links are for subscribers. Mm-hmm. And, hey, you may choose to, to drop 5 or $6 a month and subscribe. I don't. I click on the, the, mm-hmm. the links. Once I see subscription, like American Banker is a publication that 
um, the NBA Newslink references a lot, but American Banker is a, a subscription. Mm-hmm. I read the headline, I read the first three sentences, you got good to go, and and I move on. But um, but then there's articles that I store, and you've worked here long enough. I share them with our loan officers. Mm-hmm. I have my 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 guys that are in the real estate investment industry. I send them to them, and they post them on their social. Hmm. Like loan officers could could post them on a social. Like, hey, don't listen to me talk about the market. Right. Listen to this person, mm-hmm. and then obviously look for publications that are somewhat respectable. Like NPR is a good one. Bloomberg's a good one. Um, Wall Street Journal's a good one. You know, mm-hmm. like there's Barron's is a good one. There's definitely you know some publications, and luckily it's the financial industry, so. Yeah. You, you get you get less of the way left or the way right, mm-hmm. but you know definitely check the date, check the source, check the publication. Okay. But that's what I do uh, whenever I'm trying to get a point across. Okay. You got anything else for us? I mean, last one. Last one. Yeah, I have one more. Yeah, of course I do. I know. Say something as I unlock my phone and do something. The importance of time. The oh, I love this one. Of your I time. love, love, love this. As one. we are okay. coming up on time. As we are coming up on time, yeah. I just thought of a uh, of a biggie. As we proceed, to give you what you need, that was um, actually yep. But uh, okay, I learned this. I, most of what I talk about is based off of life experiences. Yeah. It's me swiping and adapting something I heard somewhere else, I read somewhere else. So Rich Carpentieri is the gentleman's name. Mm-hmm. He runs like four or five Keller Williams offices here in Central Florida. He's also a coach. Uh, for the bold system. If, if you are familiar with Keller Williams, they have this like mm. huge coaching, like boot camp, 12 week program called bold. And as a lender, I have sponsored bold multiple times in the past. Mm-hmm. I have even sent some of my loan officers through bold wink, wink, nod, nod. Here's some free advice. Lenders who are tuned in consider sponsoring bold, considering going through bold yourself. Mm. Okay. I'll leave it at that. But anyhow, Rich is speaking, and he tells a story. And he goes, in my life, I have made a lot of money. I've also lost a lot of money. But then I was able to make it right back. Mm-hmm. And I lost it again. But here I am sitting in front of you. Just bought my beach condo. Just rolled in here in my five series. I got my money back. Mm-hmm. Life's good. But I've never been able to do that with time. I've only lost a lot of time. I've never been able to figure out how I can make more time because you can't. You can't make more time. And there's a, an awesome um, social post about Steve Jobs showing him when he's really sick. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of his biggest regrets was some of his, quote, unquote, how he spent some of mm-hmm. his time or things that he made important. So I want to stay off of that soapbox of, oh, well, your family, your health. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have time to go to the doctor you don't have time not to go to the doctor right like i have a good friend of mine who was just diagnosed with prostate cancer colon cancer not prostate colon cancer this friend only found out about it because they take pride in getting an annual checkup this friend was only going to get an annual checkup because they hit a milestone birthday like 50 it's usually mm-hmm. when you have to get the whole rotor 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 and yeah, came back, came back. Best part about her cancer, it's stage one. Mm. Yeah, the worst part is she had cancer whether she went to the doctor or, or didn't. Right. So what if she wasn't one of those people, mm. right? Didn't didn't have the time to do it. Like, no, you don't, 
not have the time. All right. That's a soapbox. I can do the same thing with your family, mm. right? I can do the same thing with, with, you know, how you exercise and so many other things. Like mm. you have the time. It's whether you, you prioritize it. But back on the Rich Carpenter Harry story, right. sorry about that rabbit hole, guys, um, is understanding you can't make more time. So let's talk about in the business aspect, our job is to help people, right? That is our mm-hmm. job. That's what we do in the service industry. We help people. But there's only so much time I can dedicate to each person. And the, the, the time that I have in a day has to be used judiciously. Mm-hmm. So it's just keeping in mind that when someone calls and they ask you a question, answer their question, give them an action plan, and potentially don't talk to them again until they've completed their part. It's a two-way street. Hmm. It's a two-way street. Ma'am or sir, I need you to give me your tax returns and pay off that car loan. Once you've done that, then I can finish up your pre-approval. Oh, but I just want to say, ma'am or sir, yes. You know, and, and you have to find a way to politely right. mm-hmm. and professionally let people know up front. And you know those clients when they call in. <laughs> so you look at your watch, you're like, okay, it's 6.15. Mm-hmm. Okay, ma'am or sir, I just want to let you know, I, I was supposed to leave here at 6. I'm a little bit late already, but I can take about five minutes to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like we use the term punt a lot. Oh, you need to punt that. Yeah. Like in American football, you if you don't like your field position and you don't think you can get a first down, you punt the ball to the other team. You're basically saying, hey, let me see if I can live for another time on offense. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity in business that you have to punt. But when you punt, you're not necessarily punting and not expecting to get the ball back. You're like, hey, I'm going to give you the ball to play with. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, give it back to me. So there's many times you have to understand that your time is precious. And when you have that client on the other on the other line that is rambling, that is talking to you about things that are not consequential to what you're trying to accomplish, right. that wants you to live in the hypothetical world, or what if this and what if that, mm. it's on you to stay polite, stay professional, but keep them on track and then punt to them. Give them an action item. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, I'd love to answer that for you, but do this. Give me your bank statement that I've been asking for and your most recent pay stub. And once I have that, I'll take a look at it. I'll give you a call back and then we can discuss it. Hmm. But, but, but I, I, Hey John, right now, anything I'd answer will be speculative. I don't like to speculate because speculating is assuming, you know what happens when when we assume, Mm -hmm. do me a favor, get me this. And then I'd be more than happy. Right. That's a game that we have to play in business where we have to consider how much time do I have today? Is this person worth how much time? Everyone's worth some of your time. Mm-hmm. How much of your time are they worth? And then is there something I can do to punt to them, give them an action item that I will continue this conversation once they bring me back something else of return? Right. That's it, man. I like that. Yeah, so we don't have to do whole episodes. Yeah. This is just kind of more of a, if we had like a call bank right here mm-hmm. and people were calling yeah. in and we were, we were hey, actually hey, answering. Hey, yeah. yeah. Question from the caller. Hey, what's your yeah. Question from a caller. Oh, yep. Quick it. hits with Dio and JC. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in. You have been tuned in to Lone Officer Podcast. Please like us. Please share us. Comment. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. If there's something that we're not doing that you want to see us do, let us know. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you wish we would do more of, let, let us know. know. If you 100% disagree with what we're doing, uh, keep okay it to yourself. Oh, okay. No, I'm just playing. We're, we're, hey, we're okay with that. We're all entitled to our own opinions. Right. But if you like it, please love it. Yeah. And by loving it, I mean share it. Mm-hmm. I mean subscribe and tell give a us friend. a five-star Tell a review. buddy. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker. Yep. Tell a stranger. 
There you go. Tell somebody about TLOP. There you go. TLOPonline.com, thelonewisherpodcast.com, at the Lone Officer Podcast on every social media, except for Pinterest. We refuse to be on Pinterest, <laughs> uh, but we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere that you can find podcasts. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. We'll catch you on our next episode. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.